Fierce Fan Media. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen them. They really are just not, not into it, are they? <laughs> no, it's well, Thor's. He's like he's such a Labrador. He thinks right. everybody is just a friend he hasn't met yet, and mm-hmm. like everyone wants to be his friend. Right. So he just gets up in everyone's face and is like, "Hi, I'm Thor," and they're like, "No, no." we don't so. care who you are yeah that's how eleanor is too she's like oh my god people 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god and she just like loves being in dogs faces too so i feel like they would probably either hate each other or love each other but my 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 chance or my sort my what mm. my inner instinct okay or is it inner instinct it's you just have outer instinct. instincts <laughs> right? I'm such that's just a stank it's been so that's long <laughs> and that is on the outside for you. <laughs> it's been so long since i've been on the podcast i'm like i don't know what well, do i do with my hand when Weno <laughs> brings her dog freddie over freddie puts thor in check and freddie's like 20 pounds soaking fucking yeah. wet and thor's 85 and yeah. freddie's constantly just like back up off me and thor's like okay just let me know when you're ready to play. <laughs> and then, yeah, she That's throws funny. she throws him a proverbial bone every once in a while. And I'm like, run around with him. Does but... a little batten of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's oh, just like it. that old bitty that like. Yeah. She just wants to sit on like at the kitchen table. Yeah. And have some coffee and some yeah. cheesecake. With yeah. The, leave with her alone. She hasn't finished her coffee. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she needs her coffee yes. cake. Her Emmett's. Emmett's coffee cake. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wine down. It's always me, I guess, but it's it's always one of our hosts (laughs) sporadically popping in. So tonight it is me and Aaron. Hey yo, hey yo, surviving uh, Hurricane Ian. Yeah, man straight for out of compton <laughs> like it was bad it was straight out of the gulf it was straight out was, of the yeah, dude was, i saw was, some of those tiktoks where like the gulf had no water in it and i yeah. was like oh god that's gonna be in someone's backyard like yeah, that's yeah. just yeah it's, so it was it's, bonkers well that's like why like so you know they spin counterclockwise so right. like you know if it goes above tampa then we would have gotten this insane storm surge but because it went underneath tampa it like pulled all the water out obviously put it all into like fort myers that's why like sanibel like part of the bridge is gone right like it's just gone it's it's not there were like sharks swimming through the through the water i saw yeah yeah there was a manatee that didn't make it back out to sea like Uh. it was it's it's not good it's not good and storms just get bigger and stronger as we continue to not take care of the earth so to destroy the planet sure yeah yeah because that's what we do yeah fucking like champions uh (laughs) what are you drinking tonight (laughs) i'm actually drinking some busy so (laughs) hurricanes are like parties (laughs) as floridians we we figured out the way to like kind of deal with it is to drink so i've been drinking since tuesday so i've been kind of like well i'm not gonna drink tonight i'm not gonna drink tonight but i felt weird not having a drink so 
I'm having some busy. We'll go through the signs of like being an alcoholic later. Um, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll take notes. <laughs> no, you won't. Oh, no, nope, I won't. <laughs> I am still finishing up the last of that Brashley that I oh, bought when nice. we went to, um, where'd we go? Uh, Fort Bragg. So uh, it's still just as good. It was a solid purchase on my part. Are you almost through the bottles now? Yeah, I think I have two left. Wow. Of the 24. I was just going to say, and you got two cases, right? Yeah, of the 24 <laughs> bottles that I purchased, I think I have two bottles left. So I mean, that's a solid wine. When you can... It's super good. Yeah. yeah that's, that is definitely a good wine. That's, yeah. That's so nice when you make a good purchase like that and it actually pays off. Right. <laughs> like yeah this is a good one I, I'm, I'm proud of myself <laughs> yeah I made a responsible decision on this one <laughs> um okay so do you want to tell everyone like how the hurricane was for you what happened yeah. so um we were really nervous to begin with because you know uh, right away as soon as it was you know coming off of South America it was destined to hit florida like that was the the plan the spaghetti models all said florida 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 west coast of florida so we were we were nervous and uh when irma hit there was like one weird spaghetti model that went right into tampa and i was like that's the one that's gonna hit us so i was fairly positive that it was going to the the main track was going to show tampa so up until tuesday which you know, Monday, we got most of the, most of everything put away, like on our lanai, we drained water off the pool, all that stuff. Like we were expecting 22 inches of rain, then storm surge on top of that. Like, so we were, we were very, you know, the wind was not going to be the problem. We didn't think because by the time it got to us off the coast, it slows down significantly. Can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. You said hurricane windows. Does that mean like shutters? I know nothing about so hurricanes. So we, so our actual windows are hurricane rated, okay. but we also have shutters that can be put on the windows. We decided to not do it for this one because everything we heard was we don't need to this far off the coast. So we're, okay. we're probably 20, 20 miles as the crow flies from the, from the coast. So with storm surge wasn't going to be a huge issue for us, but you know, five miles away it was. So, um, but like the wind, by the time it got to us, was probably going to be 60, 70 mile an hour gusts. So nothing insane, but then it started to build and build and build. And then right. it was almost a cat five when it hit and it took this wicked turn right underneath Tampa, right into, unfortunately, right into Fort Myers. So it's like, you know, we, we were pretty worried up until, all of a sudden we said, watch this guy, Dennis Phillips on ABC action news. And he's always super into hurricanes. And he like was, you know, don't panic unless I panic. Like I, you know, I promise things are going to be okay. And then all of a sudden he got on there. He's like, you know, this one model keeps showing that it's going to be moving East, moving East. And it did. And I hate to say, thankfully it didn't hit us because St. Pete and Clearwater would be the way Fort Myers is, which it all sucks. And I feel so bad for people in Fort Myers area and Sanibel that just it looks awful. The front of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, really sad. Um, I mean, and, you know, fortunately for us, we just had storm, like storm gusts of like 60, 70 miles per hour. The way our house was situated, we barely felt the, the wind when we were standing on the lanai, like it was, 
It was really great. We only got about six inches of rain. Um, it just, it was, we fared very well. We lost power for a couple hours and we got our power back. And I mean, we had everything we needed, ice, water, everything, but we ended up not needing any of it. So it was, it was, we were very fortunate, very, very fortunate. Cause it really fucked the middle of the state and it went right up the state right up yeah. the state you know and now it's the cat one gonna hit south carolina yeah so these yeah not everyone crazy. fared as well as you no they didn't and i feel okay. so bad and you know uh we're looking into sending the tree guys down to like help out with you know the the cleanup and everything so it's just been it's been awful it's been absolutely awful so but I'm, I'm glad it didn't demolish us. I just feel bad for everybody else that it did. And it's, that's the problem with these bigger storms. They just, they form, they get so erratic. You're not able to track them like you used to, you know, if you have all these different models and the European model and the, the GFS model, and what about this one? And are they going to, are they going to converge? And if they don't, your, your path can go from, you know, 50 miles to 75 miles. Like that's the, that's as good as we can get you know like that yeah because storms get bigger and more powerful this one was gnarly yeah it was it was nuts 155 miles at the west side of the if it was two miles an hour faster it would have been a cat five yeah 156 156 is cat five it's so it was one mile an hour short yeah yeah it's just nuts yeah if it had stayed off like if it would have continued north it would have lost some steam apparently from um just the way the jet stream runs it would have you know lost some steam but uh it didn't so it it hit at full at its full capacity which is just sad it's very sad hurricanes are no joke you know when they tell you to evacuate you need to get the fuck out and it's unfortunate because there's two roads in and out of florida two main roads right everything else are back roads. So if you don't know back roads and they're like, get out, get out, get out. You're going to get stuck on the road then like Florida, as much as we're constructed, like our houses are built for it. You know, our, we have the windows for it. You know, people have storm shutters. They, they do all these things. It's still not enough. When you think the state of Florida has only given you two ways out. Like it's just not, if you don't know, you know, you're not going to leave. Cause right about it five days earlier you're not gonna leave you're like it's not gonna hit us and then it hits you it's bad yeah it's well bad. not not everyone has the resources or to leave yeah yeah That's just I, I saw um i mean i think everybody's well at least i won't speak for everyone my tiktok was flooded with hurricane and um footage and i just you know because i i think as someone who lives on the west coast of the united states I think our knee jerk reaction is get the fuck out of there. And I think that's because for us, if we had any type of like legitimate warning system for earthquakes, like if I knew an 8.0 earthquake was going to hit where I live, I I would leave. Right. Right. So I think for us, the knee jerk reaction is why don't you get the fuck out? But after watching all these TikToks, I realized, you know, some people, they have four kids, three dogs, two cats. Like, they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have the financial means to get out. Like, they they have elderly parents that have to stay behind because they don't have oxygen supplies and stuff. Like, there's a, there's a gazillion reasons why people don't necessarily leave. And I didn't, 
don't know if I didn't realize it or I just that didn't occur to me until right. this age of like TikTok and actually watching it unfold for people and just the sheer desperation of individuals who are like, what am I supposed to do with my elderly mother who this is where her oxygen supply is and we can't like if we lose this, there's nothing we can do for her. I, I don't know. I, I had a lot more um, empathy than I normally have for hurricane stricken areas, especially like you mentioned Fort Myers, Fort Myers wasn't even anticipating to get hit the way mm-hmm. it was supposed to be yeah. Tampa. Right. right. So yeah. people make yeah. calculations and calculuses based on the information that's given to them. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was just By the time they knew it was too late yeah. for them to leave. Right. It just, it's sad. And it's so, sad. and you know, like cat one, like, which is like, I think up to 70 miles an hour uh, winds like that people in mobile homes are supposed to evacuate and yeah. there are so many mobile home parks in florida right. like it is it's insane how many there are and i'm not saying that all mobile home parks are you know of low-income families sure. and that's not necessarily the true the, the case but there are a lot of low-income people that live in in mobile home parks and how do they leave mm-hmm. you know like it's 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 just sad and it's hurricanes are so they're predictable but then they make these weird movements that are they no one knew about and then it becomes it becomes you're talking about a monstrosity that stretches 500 miles wide right that's being fueled by the sheer power of the earth like of course you can't predict everything that could possibly happen right like that's the spaghetti models i swear i mean i know we joke in like those pictures like just a handful of spaghetti but you may as well be because who knows what it's gonna do who knows and literally they were like everywhere yeah (laughs) and i'm like so which one do are we supposed to watch trump draw on the (laughs) honestly (laughs) honestly and it's like which which one which i mean and you bet your your bet your 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 life your you bet your life on it um, essentially well we're glad you're okay and i'm so happy i'm really okay. sorry for the people in florida who aren't and i mean that genuinely i talk yeah. a lot of shit about florida on here but no one deserves to have to be dealing with this kind of stuff so it's really yeah. sad um you and i are going to do listener questions today which you're Ooh-hoo. probably not prepared for because you have been dealing with hurricane Ian. so yeah. uh the first one <laughs> which i know you're not going to be prepared for Uh-oh. is no one's really talking about the annexation of the four areas that Russia is trying to annex. Do you guys think this is going to be a bigger issue than what mainstream media is making out to be? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And no. Okay. I I think we should always take Russia seriously. So, okay. For those that aren't familiar, God, I should have prepared more for this. This should just be like the tagline of this podcast is I should have prepared more for this. (laughs) (laughs) Russia has announced it's annexing for, for areas of Ukraine. And for those that don't know, annex means Russia's essentially like laying claim to these four different areas of of Ukraine saying that they belong to them. And he's lambasted the West and I I'm putting West in like quotations because he essentially means the members of NATO who he considers to be the West. Um, 
he has said those belong to him. He's withdrawn troops from the NATO border uh, and he's moved them all into Ukraine as kind of like a, a last military push. And he made a 37 minute speech talking about how the, the West is full of people who worship Satan and how we're, you know, ruining the world and blah, blah, blah. Um, he also, again, threatened nuclear war. Um, we've said on here before, two things can be true at the same time. I think Putin should always be taken seriously because I think he's a fucking psychopath. And I think he's capable of anything at any given moment. Yeah. And prepare for that one. I believe that as well. <laughs> sure. And I think this is a, a last ditch effort of a country who's losing position in a, in a country they thought they could easily overrun. Mm-hmm. Now, this is complicated, right? And I appreciate your question. I'm not trying to like undermine it by saying it's really complicated. And it's hard to talk about, but it is really complicated. And you're talking about 200 years of national history going back and forth between Russia, the West, uh, d- different parts of Europe, different parts of America, different parts of the Middle East. Like there, there's all of these convoluted political influences that are taking place in like this perfect storm of a man, of a madman being in control of several hundred nuclear weapons. Okay. Um, I, I, I think Putin is losing the war in Ukraine and he's losing because as we've talked about on here before, his soldiers were never truly invested in winning this war because no one really understands why he went to war because it was his own ego that drove him to that. And it's hard to convince people to fight for you and give up their lives for you if they don't believe in the cause. So he's losing people by the truckload. Also, 200,000 Russians have fled their area in the last week because they just are so... um, overwhelmed by what what is going on in in russia he's also sabotaged a a gas line that connects germany and russia so he's he's taking kind of these militaristic actions against forces of nato without openly taking actions at the same time ukraine is asking for a fast track acceptance into nato now if you know what that means the, NATO was established as a, a, a fail safe against Russia back during World War II. Essentially, the European countries aligned and America got involved to stop Russia, saying an attack on one is an attack on all. So if Russia were to attack a NATO nation, they would face the full force of all NATO aligned nations. That includes the United States, includes Britain, and includes Germany, and includes you know, Ireland, includes all all of these nations. So Ukraine trying to fast track their application to NATO is essentially saying, if it's accepted, if one bullet is fired on Ukraine from Russia, he will deal with the West, all of it. And by West, I don't mean just geography wise. I, I mean, he calls the West essentially what we call the free world. Anyone who's run by democracy, anyone who's part of NATO. And democracy can mean many things from a parliamentarian government to a, re, a republic like we are. Like the, Anyone who's not ruled by totalitarianism or dictatorship or authoritarianism. Like That is who the West, that is who the NATO is. So when he says West, it's not specifically a location as much as like a set of ideals. Mm-hmm. So 
you, Ukraine trying to fast track that is also a last ditch effort on their part to try and get some, some backup. To add to like the confusion and convolution, we also just, you know, threw up a hun- another hundred million dollars to add support to them, which the American in me finds very frustrating because we quibble over a hundred million dollars to be thrown at healthcare or public schools or, you know, all of these things are going wrong in our country. Yeah, we give it up to them without hesitation. So there's all of these emotions and things taking place at the same time. So I want to be careful when I answer this because I don't think any of those things are wrong. I, I could make an argument for intervening and I could make an argument against intervening. And like it, I'm not saying it's complicated to dismiss you. I'm saying it's complicated because I'm conflicted about it. Um I do think Putin should be taken seriously because I think when individuals have nothing to lose, they have nothing to lose. And I think Putin is one of those individuals that would rather watch it all burn than lose. And that is what concerns me about him. Um, I don't, I don't think he's above starting nuclear war. Do I think it will get to that point? I don't know. I was going to say. Well, my knee-jerk reaction is no. Not because he doesn't want to, because I think people in his own cabinet would take him out before that, because that means ultimate annihilation of his country, of his homeland, of Mother Russia. Um, But I don't think it's because he doesn't want to take that step, if that makes sense. like Absolutely. So it's really, it's really, I have a lot of conflicted feelings about it. I have a lot of complicated feelings about it. I don't know. I'm not enough. I don't know enough about international policies and politics to make like an educated affirmation or, you know, negation of the state of, of this current conflict. I would say Putin should always be taken seriously. We should always hold a certain amount of concern when he makes an an assertion. Also, we should stand up against bullies. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know those two things conflict, but we have to find a way to negotiate. And I think the only way that's achieved is through conversation and, and diplomacy. And I know that sucks to hear because I don't think Putin's capable of those things, but trying to work on diplomacy you're not trying to reach putin you're trying to reach even through third party hearing you're trying to reach people that would have influence or have capabilities to take putin down if that makes sense like we don't try for peace to convince putin we try for peace to prove it to everyone else in hopes that he's taken down yeah so it didn't make anyone feel better i know that <laughs> yes take him seriously and no, I don't think we're an imminent threat yet to make it like too long didn't read. But I feel like that's exactly, I mean, will it ever not feel like that with him? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's, he's, he's bonkers. He's always going to, going to be a madman. And if if this doesn't work with Ukraine, it, he will try it with someone else. You know, like it will happen again um, unless he's taken out. So it's like, you're, I feel like we're just constantly need to be on our toes. Like you're saying, like, don't not take him seriously, but also 
you know, we need to keep in mind that he knows, and so do the, the rest of the people around him, that if he does something stupid, we are going to retaliate. We are going to do what we need to do, you know? So I, it's just, it's just interesting. He's such an interesting, um, leader. No, I mean, not a leader. He's not a leader clearly because even his own fucking military doesn't want to fight for him. Well, we're also, we fall into the habit of wanting a, a clear cut solution to every problem. And that's not what international diplomacy is because Americans so often, because we're, we're so ingrained in like the American mindset, we think everyone operates in the same. And that's, that's just not true for good, bad, in between. And I know we have a lot of listeners in Europe and let me tell you, I'm not advocating for the American way of life or way of thinking or anything like that. It's just different. So Americans often fall into, well, this is what I would do. And so this is how we should do it. And, and people are more complicated than that. And unfortunately countries are run by people. (laughs) So like, there's not a one solution that will stop this individual. It, it, if there was, we would have already solved all the issues from the Cold War years ago. We would have solved immigration problems. We would have solved world hunger. We would have solved climate change if everyone thought the same. But we don't. And, and people are complicated and they have their own influences and their own wants and desires and their own egos. And all of those things, unfortunately, drive every decision that is made because America, and I'll say the West, because I think the West is aligned on this. They can't roll over for Putin because it makes them weak. Mm -hmm. And Putin can't roll over for the West because it makes him weak. So you have a shitload of testosterone-filled egos that are making decisions that will impact literally millions of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not hating on testosterone at this point, which (laughs) I'm saying people make decisions for stupid reasons and you can't predict those. So yes, we should be concerned. And of course it's not being covered as much as it should. There's a, listen, the world's on fire. Okay. Literally the world's on fire or under a hurricane or fucking inflation is crippling entire family. There's, there's a lot going on. So I understand how like Russia's bullshit slips underneath the fucking scope of what a lot of people are worried about on a day-to-day basis. Yes, we should be worried. Also, because of the way Biden has handled diplomacy, or and I mean, when I say Biden, I mean his team has handled diplomacy up until this point. I'm not scared. Worried, yes. Scared, no. Yeah. That's all I can offer here. That was, that was good. I feel better. Dude, <laughs> I didn't did even know even I needed to be on? super worried until I started talking, and then I was my anxiety, and now I'm good. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say if Putin went nuclear, he would understand that it would be the demise of his entire country. Like he would literally be burning it all down at that point. Who would he bomb? Uh, Earth. Germany, oh, uh, okay. England. Okay. In order to bomb us, he would have to be in cahoots with North Korea. He can't read. Well, he could reach us, but he would, he would hit Alaska. Like he, it, and our equipment, our military equipment is so sensitive now. We would know he launched, we would launch against him. So even if we were destroyed, right. he would be destroyed. Like it, it's all this mutual destruction thing, right? Yeah. Like that's, right. 
he would be signing his country's own death warrant, which he's capable of. I'm not saying he's not. He's right. fucking crazy. But I I don't know if we're there yet because I don't believe every person that serves under him is willing to sacrifice the same as he is. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, because not every one of, I mean, a, a lot of his people are all those, the rich oligarchs and everything, right? With all the money and they don't want to lose all that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose their fancy yacht in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's another question we got. And I actually, I really like this one. Um, it says, besides climate change, what do you think would be the most significant piece of legislation that the Senate could pass if Democrats take the Senate and the House? What do I you think, Erin? Women's health rights would be the most significant one I think they could pass. At, at this point, you know, we're 50% of the population. You know, we are... are fucking rights are getting stripped right and left um you know if you if you allow republicans to be in charge we will not have rights any longer as women i reproductive rights health rights but i'm talking all rights i just feel like women's rights in general anything that can be passed to protect women it's gotta it's gotta happen it's gotta be passed it's 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 scary to think of the world i mean it's it's literally the handmaid's tale if things don't don't shape up for women with democrats and in in power that's i agree i think that if we're taking climate change out of it right exactly the most impactful legislation they could pass would be a bill that protected women's health and in conjunction with that um would be and we could look at this as like an american health bill right right and i would say in conjunction we would need to pass women's health universal health care right and and uh universal pre-k and child care like i I think if, if you're talking about women's not just physical health but mental health emotional health work health um being able to provide for their family health if you made it easy, accessible, and affordable for women to be able to work when they needed to, if they chose to, I'm not saying every woman has to work, but if they chose to, because let's face it, the majority of childcare providing and home care falls on women. I'm not saying every family don't fucking at me. I know some men stay home. That's wonderful. But what if they didn't have to? What what if we had universal health care? And universal pre-K, where at, you know, a certain age, I would argue eight to 12 months old, you were guaranteed affordable or free, or I should say no cost because nothing's ever free, no cost, safe, effective childcare. I think that would be the most monumental thing that we could pass that would change the most lives. Because it's not just women's health we're talking about, right? Like the availability. So I'm not, I'm not saying that women or men or parents, let's just say parents shouldn't stay home with their children. I think there's a gazillion benefits that we could talk about to actually being home with a loving, caring adult in the household. I think there's also a gazillion benefits for certain families that this makes sense for to have their kids in childcare that provides safe, 
learning opportunities, socialization, like all of these things that puts lower income, middle income families into a situation where the mother can work, the father can work, the parent can work, whatever, if you're non-binary, where they're not worried about their children being harmed, being abused, getting really structured instruction and preschool and child, child care options. All of those things benefit women's health because we finally started talking about women's health and it's unfortunate. It's just in the capacity of whether or not you can give life to another human being and not just what about her psychological health? What about her mental health or what about her physical health? Like what about all these other things that play into the overall health of a, a individual that cares for small children? Like there, there's a lot of aspects to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think women's mental or parental mental health doesn't get looked at enough. And I think the reason for that is because it often falls on women. If men were solely responsible for children, I think we'd be very concerned about their mental health because mm -hmm. there's entire books written about how to keep your man happy and how to make him feel more like a man yeah. and how to keep your man free, and how to make him not stray on every corner. Right. So I, I think if we were concerned with the whole of, of the person and not just their fucking uterus, mm -hmm. we would, we would go a lot further. And I don't think that stops at abortion care. I think right. that it, it continues on beyond that but yes i think that's a good starting point but i do think your your uh the just universal health care in general i mean look at how wonderful i mean this this is gonna sound awful the way i'm just saying it but like so covid obviously sucks right right covid's still happening covid sucks we it sucked the life out of people literally which was so fucking awful but it also get you know people's mental health suffered everything ended up suffering for the for the brunt of the of of the pandemic uh but you could go get a test for free sure you could go get vaccinated for free there's these things that happen for free that can you imagine if you could be like i broke my arm i need to go to the doctor and it was covered because you're you know you have universal health care like imagine the amount of people that could take advantage of you know, actually being able to see a doctor because it's universal health care. Like I just, when you talk to people that live in other countries that have, you know, socialized medicine or, or universal health care, and they, they talk about the fact that they can just go to the doctor. You're like, wow. Like it takes months, you know, obviously for, you know, an appointment here, but then you also have to go and you have to pay. If it took months, and I didn't have to pay for it, I probably wouldn't be as pissed off about it, you know? So I think that's a really good point. Just like overall, not just your internal, but your mental health, your physical well, and health is great, but. Yeah, for all the right-leaning people who 100% to listen to this podcast, but a good point to make <laughs> with them, they're all so pro-military and so pro-troops. That's the biggest socialist system that we have. I hate to break it to you guys, but when I was in the military, all of my healthcare was paid for all of my dental. And we, we often leave dental and vision care out of healthcare. Like when we're, we're just debating it, 
but dental is a big part of it too. You can, right. you can get a lot of fucking infections and things go wrong with you because your teeth are bad. And there's a lot of other things that go into like eye care, the car accidents can happen. You're not able to read. You're not able to, to perform basic functions mm-hmm. because you can't see all of those things should be covered. Like, and it is in the military. So all of you who are like, Oh, pro military, we need to provide for our troops. I agree. And why does it stop at troop coverage? Why does someone who you're telling me that a person who's willing to say, yeah. So you're telling me healthcare is willing to be willing to give up your life for Mm -hmm. like, because a, a soldier, a sailor, an airman, whatever is willing to sign a blank check saying you can take my life at any time to provide my family with dental coverage. Like you, you hear how I've seen that sounds yeah, like yeah. we give it to the military and there's a, at any given time, there's a, over a million people that serve in our military forces. They have been since 1776, like the, well, actually 1773. So you're willing to give it all to them. Why, why are the rest of the citizens not entitled to that? And I'll tell you one of the things I actually think, and it goes a little bit into conspiracy theory, but I'll say it <laughs> is I think it's one of the military's recruiting tools. That and paying for college. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to convince people to go die for your country if you're not willing to pay for their medical uh, eye, vision, health, and their college? Like it's it's how you rope kids in. Mm-hmm. You're you're Especially you're tricking lower eighteen in, year lower olds, income lower kids. income kids who have never had that accessibility, yeah. right? Because yeah. you know we don't give anybody any sort of free education in this country, right? You know, after, so you after tell after them, okay, school. we'll give you a college degree if you make it out alive, right? Cool, right? <laughs> also, we'll take care of your teeth. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Are we all good here? Like. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Okay, awesome. If you get listen, knocked out, we'll give you another. <laughs> the VA healthcare system, there's a lot of places it lacks, and there's a lot of ways it gets it really, really right. Like it, both things can be true. Nothing's perfect. So if you are going to be pro military, you should also be pro universal healthcare. Mm-hmm. Didn't you, I just heard something about Matt Gates saying something Ugh. about getting rid of the VA? <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you? trying to not have good luck with that like come on now the the va provides services for millions of veterans Mm -hmm. in this country like good luck with that i think it's interesting when you talk about just that like republicans and how anti-socialist they are but they're pro all these socialist programs you know like you know blue lives matter um socialist program you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's just so interesting fire schools socialist guys it's all socialists yeah it's so fucking crazy to me all the things you really appreciate in your like cities and and where you live all socialist programs Mm -hmm. unless you live in the middle of nowhere with your own water hookup your own fucking solar your own everything you you are part of a socialist program hate to tell you and you're benefiting from it you just are and even the people who aren't directly hooked into it, you're still benefiting because if you chose to, you could be involved in that. Mm-hmm. You're opting out of it, which is fine. You can opt out, but you're opting out of socialism. Um, all right. Last one we're going to do tonight. Hold on, let me scroll down. This has been fun, Jackie. I've missed you. I've missed you too, Aaron. <sighs> 
Oh, so okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Do I you like think we have so many questions? This was a Taylor Swift question. Oh, 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 sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Taylor Swift just revealed or just released, sorry, her uh, bracelet that forms an entire circle that completes her 12 albums, including the two re-releases she's done so far. Do you think this means she's moving on to being married and having kids, or this is just the end of the era and she's going to get, uh, she's going to come out? the latter you think she's gonna i don't think she's gonna get married and have kids do you i don't think so i don't know there's so much that points toward her coming out here's what fucks me up yes i agree with you but do I agree with you? Because my algorithm is set to that mindset already. <laughs> well, here, my <laughs> algorithm is not. I'm not deep into Gaylor like I should be. I know. I, I've tried. How dare I, you? But I get a lot of straight Taylor stuff, mm-hmm. which is weird. And I don't like it. But none of it has been about marriage and babies. It's all about her next era, which might not be music as much as possibly acting maybe she's writing a book maybe she's doing something else but i don't think it means marriage and kids i'll eat my words if i'm wrong you know me i'll very i'll step down and i'll say i was wrong if it happens but i just don't do you think if she marries joe without coming out i mean she's straight no like do you truly believe she's bi 100 percent yeah me too yeah when, I mean, you think about the bracelet then, how it's I like think, completing the circle. I think it's just sort of like exactly what it is. She has she has become her own artist. And she's, midnight, she's won the music industry. Like she right, wins. Like you she win capitalism. Is, You're yes, done. She's, yeah. She is the music industry, and as she has gone a complete circle, she has gone from you know, writing her own songs, doing all of that, you know, doing it all, blah, 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 to all the way back to the exact same thing. This whole album is her. I I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, her, her, her first album was like a love letter to her fans or to her hopeful fans. And then this Midnight's is going to be a, a love letter to herself. And I just feel like, it's I think it's important that uh she she does complete this this whole entire journey, but I don't necessarily think that means that she's not gonna do music any longer. I yeah, think- I I think people misunderstand. Listen, Taylor Swift is such a prolific songwriter. I mean, she put out two fucking albums during quarantine. I could barely fucking tie my shoes. Right. You don't just turn that off. That's not a spigot. Creativity isn't a spigot. Her songwriting is, she's been doing this since she was nine years old. Like, and listen, I've been it. I have been a Taylor Swift fan since the beginning. So I can tell you this, this isn't something she can just be like, well, I'm done with that part of my life. She'll never be done with writing music. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. And that's up for her to decide. Will she write music for other people? Will she continue to put out her own albums? 
is she, I don't think you're wrong. Is she venturing into other media forms? Right. I, I think she is. I think she's right. 100% venturing into, she's I mean, conquered music. She's right. conquered it. There's only and so many Grammys, only so movie. many American Music Awards. There's only so many of those things you can win. Right. But you don't just turn that creativity off. It's going Agreed. to leak it. Even if she wanted to, even if she was in love with someone, I don't know if it's Joe or whoever that said, I, I need you to give this up to be with me. You can't turn it off. It's not a fucking spigot. Right. So it will leak out somewhere. I think people are putting way too much emphasis on that bracelet. I think it's just another merch thing that like, right. Because it makes 12. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes 12 right. and because it's done. And, and listen, I hope midnights is her coming out album. There's a lot of rolling stones publishing about it. Gawker's publishing about it. There's a lot of and. Ent- like entities that are publishing about it. I hope it is. But even if it's not, am I going to stop being a Taylor Swift fan? No. No. Because even if she doesn't intend to write it for queer people, it inherently speaks to queer people. Right. Which I'm so, fine with. Which I'm fine with. Taylor right. Swift doesn't owe me anything. She owes me nothing. I mean, <laughs> I She owes like me a lot of money because I spent a lot of money on her. <laughs> but like technically, even if she never she came out, I would never nothing. stop seeing the queer references in her music. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. And maybe that just speaks to her ability to write across genres and people and she can reach everybody. Maybe that's what it speaks to. Maybe that's why people are so adamant about saying she's queer or she's straight or she's whatever, because she touches everybody in a way that makes her relatable. I don't know. But I can tell you this. Her creativity will not just be shut off. Even if she got married and had kids and whatever, she's not done. She's not done. There's no way. No, there's no way. Like, like just that, like if she didn't continue to write, you know, be a singer, she would write for other people. She would produce music. She would write a book of poetry. Novelist, like novelist. I'll read all of her books. Like, right. Come on. She'd like write books of poetry and I would read it. Right. Exactly. Like there's no way that she's done with this creative side of herself. Look at, I mean, even all too well as her first movie making experience, like she produced this movie, she directed, like she is a force to be reckoned with. There's no way that she's just going to fade into the background. Well, it's like asking I, Margaret Atwood, are you done writing? No, right. you're never done no. creating. She's a right. creator. Right. She's and an I think artist. too, like it's, and I don't mean anything negative when I say this to our question asker, our listener, is that um, like, I don't, I don't think that it's right to say like, is she just going to get married and fade off into the distance either? Like, even if she does marry Joe, which, ugh, come Ugh. on, yeah. like, can we pick someone else? Like, if it's going to be a guy, right? Like, if it's going to be a guy, can we at least get someone with a little wow factor? A little... <laughs> Yeah. Like whatever though. I mean, to each their own. Um, but like whatever. Um, like I just I don't think that she will ever stop, just like you're saying. Like, I don't think this is not the end of the of the tracks. This is it may look different. Yeah. And you know what? Like, she has clearly made herself look different. Like when you look at folklore and evermore compared to you know speak now and like they're different they're completely different albums but at the very heart of it is still taylor swift and i just don't think that that's ever going away well and also 
if she decides she needs a break from music and wants to focus on other things, she's earned it. Right. Like she's so she's so prolific and so creative. If she decides to pursue something else, she deserves it. Like go do that and I will watch it and I will fucking follow it. And I will give you the support that you've earned from me since I was 24 years old. And you first started, you know, producing music or putting music out and she deserves to be happy. Whatever that looks like Joe, a woman, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he, I think she's bisexual, but I do too. <laughs> she whatever she decides to do with her life, she's earned it. Right. So I will I, say, I can't wait till the podcast that we have after midnight. Woo, girl, I just let's make sure people got some time. <laughs> Put some time to the side to listen. There's probably going to be multiples. We're probably going to do like two songs at a time. Every single album is just fucking. I just, it's, it's almost, it's like, hmm, it'd be like, okay. So a league of their own. I don't know how far you're into it. I finished it. You finished? Oh my God. Can we have a league of their own podcast? Yes, now? but we have to have everybody on because I think okay. everyone's watched it. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. But like, let's say, let's just say that Abby Jacobson, you didn't know if she was queer. You thought, you know, you, you didn't know what her sexuality was and, 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 uh, you know, will, uh, the other writer, like you didn't know what his sexuality was, but then you watch it and you go, that's really gay. Yeah. Like they're not gay. And then you, you know, no, they're not, they've never come out. They've never done anything. They, people think they might be straight or they might be gay. You're like, ah, they're probably gay. Like this is so gay. And it's so well done gay that you're Mm -hmm. like, gay people must've had a hand in this. That's Taylor Swift's music. Gay people have had a hand in this. And I'm pretty sure she's the gay person. Right. Whether it be bi, lesbian, whatever, pan, whatever. I truly think that her sexuality is not just straight. Like, there's no way that that's possible because of the way that she can make you feel across. Like I'm telling you right now, when I listened to Terry Clark, when I was in high school singing country tunes, I was like, she's probably gay. Like, right. no, like that's straight girl music. Like I just, you don't question it when it's straight. Right. Like, I, I completely agree with you. I kissed a girl and I liked it. You're not like, well, she's probably just straight. No, she's fucking bi. Like, come on. Oh, I agree. Real worked up. I agree. And I think we should just, just let wait. Taylor be Taylor because she's never disappointed me. I feel like Listen, Taylor is her own sexuality. Every single fucking album is better than the last is all I'm going to say. Like, even when, like when certain ones come out, I'm like, oh, it doesn't get it will not get better than this. The next one comes out and I was like, oh, no shit. I mm. I was wrong because unlike a lot of artists, Taylor doesn't just decide what's popular and fall into it. She makes what's popular. Like wow. she decides what's going to be right. popular. She pushes it. She, her, her lyrics are, she, first and foremost, Taylor Swift is a poet. Like she just is. And I I don't think creativity creatively in our living right now, there's no one better. 
So whatever she decides to do, whatever she decides is best for her career, I'll be here for it. So I hope it's not her last album. I hope it's not. But if it is, I'll be here for what's ever next because she's not done. She's just, she's not done. So you don't, you don't turn it off. Well, and she's still got to re-release 1989 and reputation. Come on. Well, and speaking as a writer and Aaron's a, I mean, obviously everyone knows we're right. You don't just turn it off. Even if you're like, I'm fucking done with this bullshit. I'm not doing it anymore. You're not done. You're not done. It just takes a different form. You, You find a different publisher in Aaron's case, or you, you do something different. You're, you're never done because it comes out of you instinctively. It's not a thing you choose to do. It, it's a thing you have to do. Yeah. So, and Taylor is not going to just stop putting yeah. creativity out in the world. Right. She okay. can't help herself. So <laughs> yeah, I know. And we're all better for it. Like, right. <laughs> we're all yeah, better like, for it. I've never been this great of a human being. <laughs> Wait till October 21st. I'll be even cooler. Oh my God. All right. Yeah, what are you obsessed with this week? So uh, aside from Ian, so I'm super fucking obsessed with bad sisters on Apple TV. Okay. I think I talked about this the last time I was on. I feel like I just started watching it. So I'm, I just, the newest episode drops today. Like I am obsessed and I am so obsessed right now with Sharon Horgan she is the creator producer of of Bad Sisters, but she's been in numerous other things. There's another show show called This Way Up, which is on Hulu, and it has her as like a co star with um I can't remember the other actress's name. I it's it's Irish, so it's like mm. uh, Annalise or something. B is and I don't I can't, I feel bad that I I'm totally butchering it, but about them two and their relationship their sisters and they're just it's such a fucking good show like i can't get over how much i enjoy it but uh sharon horgan is amazing she is a hell of a writer there's another show that she's in called catastrophe it's on prime at uh, amazon prime um there's also a movie on hulu called together that she's in it's during the pandemic um she's also in a uh, game night with jason bateman i'm totally fucking obsessed with her right now and i honestly cannot say enough about bad sisters it's so good if you're not watching it you need to be um it's unfortunately it's like one episode at a time but right now there's eight out so there's two more coming and i it's seriously just so good five sisters and how the one they killed the husband i'm continuing to talk because he got up and left me so it's just me um yeah but i love it love it love it love it also still watching obsessively a league of their own anytime i don't have anything else going on what the fuck (laughs) what did you say I was talking about how I was essentially just talking to myself. I was like, and and I'm just continuing on and telling you all what a, you got to watch Bad Sisters, though, Jackie. It's so good. It I'm sorry. I had to pee so bad. I was like no. rocking back and forth. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to just only to shut up. But, I, but yeah, you got to watch Bad Sisters. It's so good. It's seriously. Any gay wanna, people in it? Yeah, actually. Oh. Yes. Girls are. or guys? Girl. Okay. she's a lesbian it's it's seriously just a very good show about five sisters and 
their evil plot to kill their one sister's husband because he's a total dickhead. It's well, so fucking good. Do you say good. it's on Apple TV? Yes. Okay. That's very good. Um, what am I going to say? Oh, my kid got in like, trouble at school for the first time. Oh, no. What did he do? <gasps> he uh, He kicked... So it was like camping week at school. So that one of the teachers brought in and by camping, they were just talking about it. They brought in like um, s'more stuff and like tents and everything. And they brought in this portable like um, campfire thing. And Lincoln kicked it in to be an asshole. And like I left work early. I When I tell you that like, <laughs> I saw so much of my father and me, <laughs> but to, to, so to preface that he had already gotten in trouble two other days that week for like pushing and hitting other kids at school. So I went into his room and I packed up all of his toys. I'm going to show Aaron right now. I packed up all of his oh my toys God. and I pulled them out of his bedroom and, um, he, all he has left is books and coloring books and a few Legos. Um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to keep him from like, he likes reading books and stuff and I didn't want to, he's only four. So I couldn't right. take like, everything like, from him. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> and he's had to earn it back, earn one thing back every day, um, by good behavior. And it's, uh, <laughs> it was a real predicament because he, Lincoln's never gotten in trouble, right? Like he's always just been a good kid and you know and by good I, I know kids are inherently good i'm not saying like oh one thing makes them a bad kid that's not what i mean but he's always been well behaved as far as like he doesn't act out that way so we were kind of beside ourselves and when we talked to his teacher they were like listen this is a phase that like boys maybe girls too but she said boys to us because she has four boys at home he's testing his boundaries He's becoming more independent and like, yes, we need to nip this in the bud and we need to discipline him, but like, it's okay. This is normal kind of thing. And it's hard to deal with your kid, like being mean to someone intentionally. Cause Lincoln's not normally like that. He's very sweet and like says, I love you all the time. and gives a lot of kisses and hugs and you know, he's, he's sweet. And, um, so yeah, I like, I told him, I was really disappointed in him and he just bawled, which broke my heart. But I tried to like remain really calm and just be like, I, I want you to tell me if something's going on so I can understand your feelings, but you can't act like you can't harm other people because you're mad. Like, that's not how you can, you, you need to deal with things. Like if you're upset, we need to talk about it. We need to work through it. And I think part of it, his little best friend, Eli, just uh his mom just had a baby two weeks ago so i think eli's going through like a real big transition and that's not an excuse and i'm not blaming eli and i'm not blaming his parents at mm -hmm. all but i think eli's transition is affecting lincoln's transition which i told him is not an excuse because he knows better he knows right. we're not mean to people he knows we don't break things he knows we like don't do this but i i died laughing because like i obviously i cleaned out his room everything's out of there and he walked in, he started crying and he looked in his closet and he picked up the like one little toy that I missed and he handed it to me. It was just like, you missed this toy. <laughs> <laughs> just handed it to me. <laughs> so <laughs> for the last two days, he's been really good. So he's gotten to pick one toy back each day to like 
as long as he's getting a good report and he's being kind, but like, fuck raising human beings is hard. Like yeah, it's, I don't it's do it. <laughs> hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it just, it's one of those other growth spurts that like, you know, you have to make decisions in those moments that you know will affect how they interpret trauma or being in trouble or like how they treat people for the rest of their lives. So I try to remain really calm and I try to be, cause I understand that like, Hey, I'm 41 years old. Lincoln is four. He doesn't have all the vocabulary coping skills or like any of those things to deal with things the way I deal with them. But how do I adequately teach them so that when he is an adult, he has good coping skills and good understanding. And the best thing I could come up with, and maybe it's wrong and you know, you can fucking send me emails and tell me how wrong I am. But the best thing I can come up with was I told him, I, I love you. I will always love you. There's nothing you can do to make me not love you. But right now you did something that hurt someone else. And that hurts my feelings. When you hurt other people, it hurts me. So we need to figure out a way to like make you responsible for that. So he drew pictures for his teacher. He made them cookies today um, to say he was sorry. We obviously are replacing the piece of equipment that he broke of his teachers. But um, yeah, it was the first time that he's ever been in like real trouble. And it it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Like Aww. it did. <laughs> kind of broke my heart a little bit. Well, but, I feel like I don't know anything about parenting. I know nothing. Sure. <laughs> but I feel like how you've dealt with it seems to be good. I mean, I remember we'll see, when we'll I find was, out in therapy in 20 years. Right? <laughs> when I was a kid, when I did something bad, you know, my mom would be like, you know, I will always love you, but I don't like you right now. And I think that really fucking scarred me. Like, yeah. look at me now. Like I'm always like, people don't like me. Nobody likes me. You know, yeah. like if you don't love me, you don't like me. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, like, nobody fucking likes me everybody hates me you know and like and that's that's not good that's very traumatic for me I think it would have hurt I think it would have helped me a lot more having someone say like when you do something wrong it's not that I'm mad at you it just it makes me sad yeah like I don't want to make people sad that that I feel like that was very good I don't know maybe people will come back and tell you that you're I don't know. We'll I don't know like I said we'll find out in 20 we'll years when I'm yeah. sitting in a therapy office somewhere <laughs> answering for the mistakes right. that I've made today right. or you'll you'll hear him go mom you want to know why I do this because when I was four well, we, we tried to pick things like that were immediate and like not right long term because like Lex said you know I don't want to pull things from him a month from now when Lincoln won't be the same kid a month from now. Like it needs to be immediate and like he understands right. and that there's a way to get him back. So I don't know if we're doing the right thing. And it just reinforces the whole, we're all just doing our fucking best, right? right? Like, like <laughs> let's fucking know. And you know what? There'll be a whole new case study out in 20 years and I'll be a terrible parent and like whatever. <laughs> the dryers of yeah. He'll, he'll be bitching about me to his wife and saying what, like how, how awful I was. And, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, know I, I mean, no, like, what are you going to do? I mean, you never know. But, he has so the other transition we think he was going through he has started sleeping in his own bed for the last oh, like yeah, two yeah. and a half weeks yeah. so 
I also think he has, and listen, I'm not one of those parents who are like, the teachers did something wrong. I, I don't subscribe to that at all. My kid is responsible for his actions at age four, at age 14, at age 40. Like he's responsible. But because he's in pre-K now, there's 20 kids in his class. And I think he has less supervision, which he should be getting used to because he's getting pre-K to prepare him for normal school. It's mm-hmm. not the teacher's fault. I think with having less supervision, though, he's pushing his boundaries more and right. seeing like what he can get away with, which, again, not their fault. It's on us to correct that. But I think that's just what we're like experiencing right, right now. Less supervision. He's he's trying things out to see how far he can get. And <laughs> it turns out not real far. yeah you can't you can't get real far on that so feel free to tell me how wrong i am (laughs) but or how right or tell her how right she is you know raising kids is hard it's just fucking hard and i had a moment when i was packing his stuff up that i was like oh my god i'm becoming my parents because i vividly remember my parents packing my shit up when i got in trouble I mean, granted, I was 16, so it was a little bit different. Like, they cleared out my room. But I was like, I've hated them for it for, like, a long time. And I'm like, I get it. Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what? how do you... I'm not a... I'm not a hitter. Like, I don't don't hit Lincoln when he's in trouble. And I'm not here to tell you if you're right or wrong or, like, whatever. I don't... That's not my place to say. That's not how I do things. But how else do you teach a kid? Like you have to take their stuff away, the stuff that they love, the stuff that they mm-hmm. enjoy. Right. How else do you punish them? <laughs> like, right. I don't know what else to do. Right. Like I know when you and you send them to their room, and like if you send them to your room and all their stuff's in their room, like what do you do? What's the punishment? You know, like right. you just get unless to go you to take everything out. Right. Yeah. So to go to your room and be on your iPad. I'll keep you, you guys updated and let you know how it pans out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. He's not in jail yet. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, Lincoln. But yeah, my sweet little boy is like pushing his Damn. little boundaries. So that's, well, I'm glad to hear that the teacher's like, look, it's normal. Like, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just, he's just testing things out. Well, yes, it's Makes normal. Sense. You're not doing anything wrong. And we need to nip it in the butt. Right. So right. Consequences yeah, for. But- right like let's figure this out yeah let's stop to it but you're not doing anything wrong essentially not that you are obviously but it's just i'm sure your first thought is like oh my god what did we do yeah you know that's Mm -hmm. yeah so here we are uh lincoln's grounded (laughs) i'll let you know how that turns out (laughs) yeah but when he oh my god and the argument i had with this little fucking lawyer so he has a slap bracelet that he got. It's this little uh, Black Panther sp- slap bracelet. He, he, so for those of you that don't have kids, they go through phases where they're just like obsessed with this thing. And he's obsessed with his slap bracelet right now. So he had like no bullshit, probably a 15 minute argument with, argument with me about that this slap bracelet isn't a toy. It's a piece of jewelry. So it shouldn't mm. be taken from him. Mm. And I was just like, ah! one, who are you talking to right now? Did you call him a little lawyer? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, well, it's not a toy. I should be able to keep it. And I'm like, because I told him I'm taking all your toys. Oh. And I was like, okay, but I also told you, <laughs> exhibit A, <laughs> that the only thing, 
that I'm leaving in your purview are books, coloring books, because I want them to be able to have a release somehow. Right. And like these very specific Legos. Educational. Right. So yeah. you have these Legos and these coloring books and books. You can read, you can, you know, color, or you can play with this one set of Legos. And he was like, right, but you said you're taking my toys and my slap bracelet is not his toy. It's a piece of jewelry. So this is the conversation I'm having with a four-year-old at this point in my, my life. Yeah. Who the fuck raised you? <laughs> well, so I told him. My <laughs> un rebuttal. Like, my rebuttal. My yeah, very off guard rebuttal was you don't fucking make the rules around here. You're lucky this is all I'm taking from you, kind of thing. Give yeah. me a goddamn bracelet. Yeah. But yeah, this was like a negotiation. I'm like, I'm not negotiating with you. You're four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're done. Give me oh the bracelet. God. Does he yeah. slap it off and on? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Oh, so, so he that was good to yesterday. me is you're playing with it, right. which makes it a toy. Right. But in context to him, because it's something you wear, it's not a toy. Anyway, uh, it was the first thing he asked for back I'm, when he got a good I report been yesterday. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm out. Well, <laughs> the hard part, the hardest part about parenting is Lex and I are like, trying not to laugh because his rebuttal is so just perfect mm-hmm. and he found a loophole that we weren't anticipating that is like funny and at the same time i'm like you can fuck off <laughs> like i'll take what i want like you don't pay for a goddamn thing in this house i'll take whatever i want yeah you can fuck off <laughs> yeah you can fuck off i'll do what i want yeah you're you're not even four foot Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's been my week. <laughs> I am not envious. I would take the hurricane over that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah at least the hurricane ends. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> true. Well, that. like after that whole thing, I told Lex, I was like, he's one hundred percent like going to law school, right? Like this is who yeah, at four decides to make that argument, like yeah. that it's just not a toy because I wear. Well, anyway, right. so. Yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln's in trouble. Lincoln's in trouble. I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all know how it pans out. I can't wait to hear. I really am. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, pins and needles. I am. Uh, oh. That's it for us this week, guys. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, yes. Welcome to fall. Yeah. Yeah, fall. Woo. Pumpkin spice, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't care. Let people enjoy things. Pumpkin spice is shit out yes. of all the stuff you like. I'm here for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm not going to hate on you. Uh, have the best weekend available to you. Make good choices. Fierce Fan Media.